Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello, I'm Russell Kane. Welcome to Boys Don't Cry. This is the space where I gather, well, I used to gather a panel of men together to talk about the things that men normally won't talk about uh, with a female auditor, making sure we don't drift lazily into sexist stereotypes. Uh, But now in these times, we're recording this in 2021. We're still doing this digitally, which is why I only have one male guest. So I'm not stamping on their stories and joining in. It's because we need really at least two blokes opening their hearts for this to work. We've talked about all kinds of stuff. Height, body hair. I can't believe how messed up men are about how tall they are. I can't believe how confused men are about whether we're supposed to shave our chest, tummies, bits. There are no answers. If you type it into Google, it's something you know, some girls let that, some girls do. Yeah, women can say what they like. You try living in a, in a girl's world. It's so oppressive. At least you know what the oppressor looks like. For a man, we can't even find the mountain. We just keep walking into the mountain and going, oh, there's a fucking mountain there, apparently. Apparently, now, are we supposed to be aggressive anymore? I mean, the, at the time of recording, there's a massive debate about uh, male uh, behaviour. So we're, spo- we're not supposed to be aggressive at all, obviously. And yet, are we supposed to be ironically aggressive because it's a turn on with a long term partner, but not actually violent? So we turn all soft when we get back to you. I mean, just give us a fucking break. Just give us a manual we can follow so we can get laid, married, kids, get old, nursing home, death. That's all I want to do. Just some answers. And today we're talking about an aspect that controls so much of men and women's and gender non-binary people's lives, and that is creativity. You can interpret this as literally as you like, as in I've, you know, during lockdown, I started painting, I made up dances, I started singing in the kitchen, did all of those. Or we can look at it in the sense of lateral thinking, thinking sideways to problem solve in a relationship, in an economic quandary, in in all these different um, ways we could think about creativity. And we're going to try and look as many as we can in the next 40, 50 minutes or so. And what a frigging panel I have today. Um, You've probably seen her rotating at, at 360 and then not vomiting, which is quite hard. I've got Diane Buswell, which I mean, it's got to be the best surname for anyone who's ever been to a nightclub. But <laughs> Buzzwell. Everyone calls me Buswell. But it's, it's got to be Buzzwell, right? It's strictly, it's, it's I should Buzzwell. say, it's strictly star Diane Buzzwell for anyone that hadn't figured it out. Um, so, but Buzzwell is like, was your like your ancestors like a raver, or they invented MDMA or something? 
who knows but yeah with that surname you would think so wouldn't you yeah it's a i don't i never really think about it but it's a pretty cool surname isn't it Boswell. It's, it's cool but like in the line you're in you just don't want to be photographed with your eyes rolling in a pub because the headline's yeah. going to be diane buzz <laughs> buzz, buzz as well buzz as well <laughs> <laughs> So you've uh, you've managed to keep working. We obviously saw you. Uh, we've seen you working during lockdown. They managed to do a distance strictly this year, so it's it's all it's all good. All the I'm assuming you've been chore- doing choreography over Zoom, things like that, still working. So we'll talk all about that in a moment. Now, my next guest. The reason I know so much about my next guest is my wife Lindsay is a super fan. He's coming out of Africa via Plymouth to Manchester. It's Stephen Bartlett. If you don't know anything about him, the guy is a very, very successful entrepreneur. Is that the best way to describe yourself? Yes. Made millionaire several times, I'm guessing. We would have seen you in The Secret Teacher. Catch up on that if you want to watch it. Was that on Channel 4, Secret Teacher? Channel 4, yeah. It was on Channel 4 yeah. about a year ago, but it, yeah, replays, thankfully. Yeah. And um, so, how many businesses are you running at the moment, Stephen, would you say? Um, probably zero right mm. now. I resigned from the company I started when I was 21 in August last year. Yeah. And now I've got my own, you know, my little businesses, which are small little businesses around some of my passion projects. But really, you know, I went from running a 300 million pound business to now I'm unemployed. So hit the bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going to be one un- unemployed man. People are still going to be interested. Can I buy that unemployed man a drink? <laughs> you don't hear that very often. Mate. You're going to no. have a drink. drink. I'm buying a drink for the unemployed man. <laughs> 300 million, you say. <laughs> Please let me join your table. So, first, first things first. Um, let's get relationship statuses because this is ultimately going to be a, a program about relationships. Diane, single, attached, living with. What's going on? Just remind everyone. I am. Um, I am not single. I am living with my boyfriend Joe Sugg, who I met on Strictly Come Dancing. He was my second partner. Uh, on the show He's obviously <laughs> oh, wow. my my celebrity I was like whatever <laughs> no, what are you a no, nun? no 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's not 1870 you're allowed I, to discover yourself Diane I'm actually <laughs> Joe's I'm Joe's first girlfriend what yeah oh, god yeah I am Joe's first girlfriend I know because and... I saw you change your Twitter handle to Diane V Taker didn't you That's... yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um yeah, yeah, I I'm very happily in a relationship. Right. And uh, Stephen Bartley, you're not running a 300 million pound business anytime for romance at the moment, cohabiting. No, I'm single. single. Go- I'm completely single, just me and my dog Pablo. Single. Yeah. After Picasso? Yes. Yeah, or Escobar. And is that because he's a creative dog or because he's got a wonky face like a Picasso painting? He has multiple moods. Sometimes he's a drug dealer. Sometimes he's creative. Sometimes he combines both of his passions. I was going to say, if he's a pug, Picasso is a great name for a dog because the eyes and noses are in the wrong fucking place. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. No, he's a French bulldog, but I think his eyes and nose aren't necessarily symmetrical. That's just a pug with his ears stuck up. Right. So we're going to talk about creativity. First of all, uncomfortable question. Let's not worry about whether we're socialized or whether we live in a patriarchal society that squashes women. We do, by the way. Google it. But are men more creative than women diane buswell you put i mean you must find yourself when you're on strictly week on week creative brief drops in can i add to it can i change it i'm getting friendly because i'm working a lot with anton at the moment so i know your world is very similar to mine in that someone else is rocking up with a concept that's forced on you then you've got to bring your creativity to do it maybe bring something better to the table so it must be a weekly challenge watching all the dancers around you watching how the male dancers you work with the female non-professionals that come onto the show who's more creative if you had to run a straw poll it includes everyone from your engineers to your painters or are men and women 50-50 more creative? It's so tough. I think it's just 
I don't think it's really gender specific. I think it's either you are creative or you're not. I don't really think that one sex is more creative than the other. Like I, I mean, in, in the, the lineup of Strictly Pros that I would say there are some boys that are more creative and then there are some girls that are more creative. But I also have sort of grown up around very creative um, guys. So mm. for example, like my brother's creative. Um, Joe is like super creative. Um, so I don't know. It's a tough one. I just think it's it's more in the person rather than the gotcha. sex. Well, well, let me ask you this question, which might tell us more about power and influence than creativity. Mm. Of all the choreographers you've worked with in your life on big yeah. shows, if you had to give a percentage, male, female split, what would it be off the top of your head? So if I can think of the top of my head, I can think of uh, probably two of the guys that I think are super creative and I probably think are the most creative. So I would say t- guys, actually, if I could think but of two of the top of It could be more of a comment on power, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that said, is it, I mean, it's more likely to be... I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to make some sort of offensive stereotype here. I've worked a lot in dance and theatre and the choreographers tend to be gay, gay men rather than straight men a lot more often. Yeah. But it's not, not as easy to rise to, to power in, in anything if you're from any sort of group that doesn't get proper representation. That said, I don't think we've learned anything. Stephen Barley, in the world of creative entrepreneurship, are men yeah. more creative than women? We watch Dragon's Den and there's, I mean, Deborah Meaden looks as creative as Theo Pafitis and all the others to me but what would you what would you say do you think are, are i mean there is i will give you some evidence in a minute but there is a lot of evidence that men find it harder to tune out they must dock their teens check the locks cro- mm. i mean men collect stamps for fuck's sake they oh. clearly got weird logical slightly on the spectrum minds compared to girls so i think innately there's i, I would i would assert logic would assert that there's probably no fundamental difference however I would imagine as we we grow up and experience, we have different experiences of different different genders, we develop certain types of creativity in different fields, um, more so than of the other gender. However, I think like the manifestation of the creativity, actually seeing it, that's where like the patriarchy and power um, dynamics come into play. Because I'm just thinking, I was just thinking about my company. So just thinking in Manchester, we've got 300 people in an office there and we're a creative business coming up with ideas for brands. And I'm thinking, the reason why I would probably say that we have more males in the creative roles, the traditional creative director or creative executive roles, is because of systemic issues that have caused it to be safer for those males to speak up with their ideas because creativity invokes vulnerability right to be creative which is to be imaginative and think of ideas you have to put yourself out there for for full critique and i think systemically men have been given more permission to fail and to put themselves out there so i think it would appear that men are more creative but i think fundamentally i don't think there's a difference Mm. and interestingly this has been studied so creativity is associated with masculine traits so aaron Kay and christy covell performed several studies of gender bias and creativity and the results showed that both men and women associated creativity with stereotypically masculine traits like as you've just said in different words independence decisiveness courage competitive 
more than feminine traits, such as cooperativeness and sensitivity. So there is an argument that to be truly creative, I mean, I was a copywriter for five years as well for this fact, I was head copywriter and worked with brands a lot trying to come up with ideas. I was in fact, I was very near to going over to being a creative planner. And you can't really be too cooperative. I mean, you can with your art director, but ultimately you want someone to come in, uh, put your bits on the table and go, this is what we're going with. This is Vodafone's 100%. headline. Not kind of, let me just get consensus from yeah. the department and have a chat about it first. Yeah. Um, also, um, men and women rate creativity higher in men. So when we get a group of men and women that are equally creative, we rate the creativity of the men more highly. So this is another study where subjects were asked to evaluate a house design but varied the gender of the architect. That's all that was changed. Both men and women rated creativity higher when they were told the architect was a man. Studies suggest really? that the reason men are seen as more creative is a belief that it takes autonomy, independence, and thinking that diverges from the status quo. I mean, that, that, that must be crushing, Diana. Someone who <laughs> literally starts with a blank stage and then can move to telling the story of World War II or do a fucking Charleston in a chicken shop. <laughs> I mean, it's create. It's crazily creative what you do. It's yeah, it is. But it is very interesting what Stevens just said there because I class myself as a super creative person. Like I'm a hairdresser by trade. I obviously I'm a dancer. I choreograph. I do all these things that are based on creativity. But the one thing that I think sometimes lets blocks that creativity is the, um, I guess uh confidence to to smash that out because i i constantly think oh i wonder if that person thinks that's a bad idea so then that creativity stops because you are putting a barrier up so i kind of understand um that guys can sometimes just be like you know what i'm just going to put it all out there so it seems like they're more creative uh. but it's just like sometimes women can um, well, I know for myself can block the creativity because I'm not as confident as putting it out there. But so it's so interesting. I, I was speaking to my, my, my mother-in-law about this, who was on when it was still called Come Dancing before the word Strictly was added to it. Yeah. Which is, it sort of taken the edge <laughs> off how filthy that sounds. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dancing is good, but I don't. Anyway, so. Um... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. Hold up. 
So she said that when she was coming up through the ranks, there's so few male dancers that the girls, this whole um, two women dancing together show is not a big thing because when you're training, you're mostly doing girl-girl dancing anyway. So this would suggest there's a lack of male dancers to start with. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can remember myself um, dancing with females growing up because, I mean, I, I mean, I come from a tiny little town called Bunbury. And I think there was one boy I know. Is that B-U-N? B-U-N for yeah. November. B-U-N, not B-U-M. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bunbury um, or Funbury as I used to call it. <laughs> I know. Fun <laughs> Vegas, the words go on. Um, but, yeah, there was one boy in the whole of Bunbury that danced. So I, ha- I grew up dancing with loads of females um, until that one boy decided he wanted to dance with me. And then I actually had a proper partner. But. Yeah, up until that point, I was dancing with with girls the whole time. So, Um, yeah, it's quite normal. How important, uh, Steve, is creativity in the entrepreneurial realm? Because people sometimes, for for, um, plebs like me, our contact is Dragon's Den. That's mm-hmm. it. And also the property program that was on recently, Manctopia, with that with that dude that looks like Gary Barlow. I forget what his name is. <laughs> Trainers in a T-shirt, that one. Millionaire property dude. Anyway, uh, so for us, it, there's, before you start thinking about it, you sort of think about it as a sort of killer, red rag, cut and thrust, see an opportunity, buy, sell. But in fact, it's a lot more sideways thinking needed in on, entrepreneurship, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, the, the world's most successful entrepreneurs, in fact, the world's most successful entrepreneur currently by, if you were to rate it on how much money they've attained, Elon Musk, is quite literally... I thought you were going to say Jeff Bezos' his wife. No, no. <laughs> Not Mackenzie, no. I think she must be third or fourth, I don't know. But, um, Elon Musk is the, yeah. you know, he's the, the killer entrepreneur of our, of our lifetimes, yeah. having done internet businesses, space, he's putting microchips in brains. And you probably don't think of Elon Musk as creative. You probably say entrepreneur or whatever else. But, you know, the definition of creativity is the use of like imagination or original ideas to create something. Right. That's the definition. And this is a good. And so engineers, which is what Elon Musk is, he's the chief engineer at SpaceX. That is the definition of creativity. He's mm. engineering things that have never, ever been possible in ways that they've never been done to take us to Mars. So um, our entrepreneurs aren't necessarily always seen as creatives. We think of it as arts and like um, things like that. But I think entrepreneurship, which is, again, the, using your imagination to create an original thing, is for me is the definition of creativity. And I never, ever considered myself a creative. But, but as I reflect on it, looking back over my career, I've probably actually been more a creative director at my company than I have a CEO, mm. being honest with you. Like, and, and to be honest, if you look at Gymshark, which is another business in the UK, which is worth a billion run by a kid my age called Ben, he realized that in fact, he wasn't an entrepreneur, a CEO. So he became chief brand officer and he just works on the creativity around the brand. Huel, another the fastest growing UK brand run by an entrepreneur called Julian Han. He realized that he wasn't actually a CEO and he became head of brand. And this is the, the case across a lot of entrepreneurs. I think we are actually just creatives, but we've got um, c- conflated with some semantics. So, yeah. For, uh, that, honestly, people will be hanging on their every word. But because lots of people are going to, as soon as everything opens, people want to start businesses. This one's going to piss you both off. Well, it, okay. it pissed me off anyway. I've got, a, I've got a daughter. So, so it, when they did a test where they presented work, where two people have presented similar ideas, and when they showed that they were men that had come up with these similar ideas, both ideas were deemed ingenious and original. 
But when women had come up with the ideas, they were like, oh, yeah, they're both, they're clever, but it's the same idea. Both girls come up with the same thing. So men are deemed more ingenious, even when they come up with an idea that's already out there in the realm. So for in your world, Danny, you go, you go, what if we did this this week? And I'm going to do and it's good. It's a bit similar to Karen's idea. It's more like you might like to get more of that than if Anton like strikes a pose. It's just genius because Anton's done it. Sorry, Anton, if you're listening. <laughs> I mean, that is, fuck it, this 2021, not 1821, that is some depressing shit. Yeah, that does, kind of, it does, it does infuriate me a little bit. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't know why that would be the case, but yeah, I, I don't really have anything to say to that apart from. I do. That annoys well, I, me. <laughs> I was going to say, Steve, it's really important in your in, in your world. So say my, my Lindsay, who's she's now on her, her second business. If she was to put a business out there, she would be more likely to get negative PR for her socials not to pick up for this, that, yeah. and the other because it's too similar to someone else. And else's. raise investment, right? She but, goes and raise investment. Then, then if I then if I were to do it, yeah. Oh, the comedians started a, a property yeah. business. That's that's clever. That yeah. I would get more of that shit. So that's what Lindsay's <laughs> doing at the moment—a property business, which one could deem. I mean, obviously, it's so, property done before, but it's so important to just give the like true extent of how how severe and how much of a disadvantage that is because in business you quite literally have to sell whether it's to employees that you want to come and work for you the best talent in the world whether it's raising capital and access to capital is a huge issue for genders and minorities and then it's to customers and to clients these are like that is that those are the things that will meet, meet equal success or failure but i think what this the first thing i thought when you said that was um does this not highlight how much we waste our time with hashtags and black tiles on Instagram, whenever there's one of these incidents or Black Lives Matter or whatever, and we all turn to the virtue signaling on social media, when clearly there's systemic, deep-rooted psychological cultural problems, mm -hmm. and the hashtag, the black tile, will not fix it. It will make you mm -hmm. look good and like you are correct and you are part of the right group of thinking and people. But this is why whenever we have one of these moments, I'm like, Oh God, like you don't understand the true nature of these real deep systemic biases and where they're coming from. And we're taught them when we're kids and when we're babies from the movies we watch, from the magazines we read, from what we see on Instagram. And to think that a hashtag is going to overcome or override my deeply held childhood systemic beliefs about what a black person is and what a woman's place is, is nonsense. And this is why mm -hmm. if we're ever, if we're ever actually genuine about solving problems in our society, with minority genders, whatever, we have to do like the hard work and really think about it. Nobody, nobody wants to do that because it's much no. easier to virtue signal. So you've only got 140 characters. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And nobody, nobody really, like a lot of people don't really care. They care about being correct, mm -hmm. but they don't care about fixing things because mm -hmm. if they would, they'd be taking a different approach. Yeah. Oh, so, they care oh, about how they're seen rather than the, than the real, yeah, effect of it. Because you're so right there. And that's, um, you know, when all this this stuff is happening and you're seen to be a bad person if you don't post about it. But in actual fact, it, it's so much better if you were just actually like taking it all in. It's, it's not yeah. going to do anything just posting it. And, and let, let it, I always say to people, just let it show in your work as well. Yeah. People can look back at the programs you're making, who you're, who you're employing, the businesses you're starting, and you're either talking shit or you're not. Yeah, exactly. Like, so where, show me, show me your paper trail, as it were. There's one, there's one thing we not mentioned. Like, I wasn't going to go off on this tangent, but seeing as we're here, there's always conversations, as there must be, whether they're getting anywhere or not, Steve, about about um, uh, race and gender. But mm -hmm. I do suspect. Um, 
that class is quite interesting when it comes to creativity. And the reason I think it's more interesting is I think it probably has a different effect in different areas with respect to creativity. I don't think it's a coincidence that Mr. Oik here, my accent's now reined back from about 10 levels from what it mm -hmm. used to be, by the way, uh, ended up first as a copywriter and then as a comedian. Now, those two professions, you stick me in the room as I was stuck in the room straight out of university with two people from Eton, three people who've got advertising degrees and me with my English degree, counsellor state person dropped in so I could get a credit on my, on my um, degree. And within 24 hours to seven days, everyone's forgotten where you went to school, whether you've got three legs, one leg, black, white, female, posh. No one gives a fuck if your client's Vodafone and they've got 200 grand to spend. They want the little genius kid that's going to come up with that. No, I wasn't, I'm not saying I was a genius, but they want whoever's going to come up with the headline, the branding solution, right? I get, I'm guessing it's pretty much the same with dancing, although access to the resources to learn dancing. Well, let's, let's just put that aside. If I bust the dance floor, no one's really, really good. Like talent talks or creativity talks. So I wondered how democratic entrepreneurship is, because I'm guessing it's less so. Putting aside race and gender for a second, if you sound a bit common or you don't have the education, it's got to be quite hard to get people to believe in you. Whereas if I if I come in the into the room and I'm like that, six foot one, tall, white, posh, you sort of want to give me your money more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how much, how many geniuses, how many billionaires we lose just because they dared to be born in a tower block. You're you're completely right. I actually spoke to Obama about this. I did a talk with him in Brazil. Fuck and, me. Yeah, <laughs> and he said to that me, one yeah. went through the floor that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said to me, he said, when you when you exclude, he was talking about women in society, um, and he was talking to people in Brazil on, on stage in Sao Paulo, where I was speaking with um, after him, and he said, you're you're choosing as a society to leave talent off the field. And the only the only people that you're punishing is your own like economy and society, and that is an, a conscious choice to leave talent off the field if you're not being inclusive. Of course, you're right. I, I was I was I was I was when you were talking through that question, I was thinking about a bunch of things. Like, the crazy thing is, in countries like Africa and India, they have higher levels of entrepreneurship because they have to, right? They don't have the same amount of jobs, so they go out. And my mum dropped out of school at seven years old. She started a stall in Africa, and she would just take everything she owned and every day put it on the stall. In the UK, because of the context and the dynamics, yeah, if you are, if your accent's not right, if you have darker skin, if you are a female, yeah, it's harder for you. But I'm gonna. I'm going to turn this a little bit um, and um, here's, here's maybe not the, such the unpopular opinion, right? Is we all have disadvantages. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I've come to learn over the last 10 years that the greatest disadvantage is believing that my disadvantage will get in my way. Mm -hmm. And I know that people are like, no, 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 but Steve, please just say, cause you're black, you have this. No, no, no. I call Yeah. Okay. A couple of people that I encounter in my career, I'll just work a little bit harder. We all have disadvantages, whether it's your brain, your skin, your gender, and I won't allow my disadvantage to become to turn me into a victim in my mind same thing with my grades like i got shitty grades in school the risk wasn't the bad grades the risk was then walking through life thinking that i was an e and and walking into rooms thinking that i deserve d gcse grade stuff right i could have walked through my whole fucking life as a d but i and this is the thing you've got to resist these labels and you've got to resist the, the temptation to succumb to your own you know disadvantages right we've all got disadvantages so 
Yeah. I've just always ignored mine. And I know some people will see me walk in and go, oh, black guy, what's he doing here? You know what I mean? And Because even my board of directors at Social Chain, they were all, they were all, I mean, the, the supervisory board were all double my age and whiter than you've ever seen. You've never seen a, an all male. You've never seen a, a bigger group of old white men. And then me, this black kid in a snapback, who was the CEO, by the way. <laughs> must have been pleasurable. Yeah. <laughs> Edward, do you want to go and fetch me a tea? Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I personally made the decision that I wasn't going to let it hold me back. OK, we're going to take a break there. I feel a short story coming on. I better go and write it. This is the end of part one of a discussion with Stephen Bartlett and Diane Buswell on creativity. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.